Hey, hey, you, stop what you're doing, especially if you're sabotaging yourself. One of the most important projects you'll ever work on is getting out of your own freaking way. And guess what? I've got someone to help you with that. Rachel Wilson Thibodeau, my little big sister, award-winning speaker, digital marketing consultant, author, brand strategist, and not to mention she's an expert at wearing high heels because she's kind of height-challenged, if you know what I mean. But on the flip side, she sounds taller than she really is. Okay, I digress. Welcome to the project. Get out of your own way podcast with Rachel Wilson Tipido. Hello, 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 and welcome. I am Rachel Wilson Tipido, your host, and I am excited to be back with you once again. And of course, some of you knew this. I have another wonderful, dope guest, and you'll hear more from her in just a moment. Today in the guest chair, I am excited is none other than Kenya Kelly. And I'm sure many of you know who she is already. But for those of you who do not, let me share just, just a bit about her. Now, this, this probably does not do her justice. And of course, you'll hear more about her as we, we go on. But just in case you don't know her, Kenya Kelly is an accomplished business executive, teacher, and inspirational speaker. Kenya found her voice by writing and speaking about understanding your God-given purpose and living up to your fullest potential. Hello. She captures her audiences by conveying powerful lessons of overcoming fear, self-doubt, and divorce to creating successful six-figure businesses utilizing her gifts and corporate background. Kenya is also the CEO of If You Branded, I love that name, a branding and consulting firm in Redding, California, where she strategically helps business owners go from the formulation stage of a business to developing million-dollar brands. During the pandemic, Kenya decided to learn about TikTok, yes, the TikTok platform as a way to market her business. And in just 11 short months, you guys, that's less than a year. Just make sure you're clear on that. Kenya has grown her account to over 360,000 followers and has helped clients reach over 500,000 in six short months. So hello, Kenya Kelly. Hi, glad to be here. Uh, I, I'm excited to have you here. So, all right, obviously we have a lot to get into. The first question, and, and I, I do this with pretty much all of my guests. Now, the first question is really, really the most important question. It, it's a very serious question, and mm -hmm. it, it's it's very significant. Now, Kenya, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I happen to know that you have... More than one cat. I'm not sure if it's two or three. Three. Okay. So, see, I can ask this because I, I am the former owner. I had a cat for almost 12 years. Uh, now I have a dog. I love both. Yeah. But I'm just curious. Do any of your cats hide under the bed and wait to scratch people's feet? Nope. Not at all. They don't do that? 
Not at all. My cats have are like, good cats. Yes, very good. They're extremely loved. They're loved like extremely well. So they're like cuddly, like, yeah, they don't do anything crazy unless they're ready to eat and they're just like, ah, but that's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> mine definitely did that. And it, it was just very funny because I had her when I met my husband and he was yeah. not that much of a cat person, but he, you know, she, she grew on him. But this yeah. is something she liked to do. She she would hide under the bed and just kind of lurk there and very quiet. You know, cats can be very quiet. So he mm -hmm. wouldn't know that she was under the bed and just kind of attack his feet. And so mm -hmm. it was it was just kind of funny. He didn't really think it was funny. But <laughs> so I told you the first question was extremely important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, OK. Oh, boy. Where, where, where do we even start? So let, let me ask you this, because we're going to get into more of the business stuff and, and all of that. But many of my guests, I, I would say most of not all of my guests have done some extraordinary things or are in the process of doing some extraordinary things. And I, I, I'm always curious when exactly or maybe not exactly, but if you have an idea, when did you determine that you were not meant to just kind of be average, go about the status quo, uh, not play small? When did that happen? I think it happened when I was my sophomore year in college. Um, someone recruited me into network marketing. And I had a lot of success really fast. I was featured in a magazine on stage in front of like 12,000 people. And it was like, I had this wow. realization that- And you were in college? Mm-hmm, I was in college. Okay. Yeah, I had this realization that I had something and my mentor was developing it, but it was like, I just knew that there was more. Like I watched people make $100,000 a month. And it was at, at that moment, I was like, what am I doing if I'm trying to go- 100% this route for a job and I actually have this thing. And so it was, I was about 21. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so as a, a brand strategist and, and someone who helps, helps others build their brands and be more visible and, and all, all that good stuff. I've noticed that you were pretty transparent. Like I've listened to, you're a podcaster as well. I've listened to your podcasts and your, your live streams and what have you. And you shared a lot about not only your business, but your life essentially. And so talk to us and especially talk to those in my audience who are reluctant to be more transparent and authentic and really kind of put themselves out there. First part of the question, why have you done that? And it could be that is just you. Um, at the second part of the question, how has that impacted where you are now? Because I am a, I'm a Christian minister. So I'm not like somebody you can hire for a wedding or whatever, but there's like this part of, there's this me who knows that my, one of my callings is to get people, you know, say that that's what they want to do. And, but I'm also called into business. And I had this realization, I've watched a lot of people not be real, not be authentic. I watched a lot of coaches that mm -hmm. I worked with not be 100% authentic. And the more I was coaching people and consulting people and marketing myself online, I started to realize that I'm really not being fully me if I'm not, not being fully me. 
And I feel like that mm-hmm. whether you're trying to help somebody in their business or you're trying to help somebody with their relationship with God or what's going on with them, that the only way to really have an impact on somebody is to tell them who you are and what you have experienced. And so I don't tell people what I'm going through today, but I feel like that if mm-hmm. if I'm going to be honest and teach other people how to be authentic and real, then I have to be that first. You know, and it, it like, mm-hmm. and it also minimizes that whole perfection type of thing. Well, this person is unattainable or this person is perfect. And it's like, well, if I tell you I've got chin hairs, then you can relate to that. If, you have to, mm-hmm. if I tell you that I was mm-hmm. devastated after divorce, you can relate to that. You can see me as human and not as this idol. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Now you, you said something about perfection. So it, 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 should I, should I conclude that you are not obsessed about perfection? Like that's not a thing. It's it's impossible. I mean, I tried, I tried to be perfect and I was miserable. So I might as well just be real. Mm, Okay. Okay. I, I like it. So you also mentioned your faith. And I, I can certainly understand that as a, another woman of, of faith. What role has that played in, and, and let, let me back up a moment, because a lot of what we talk about is getting out of your own way, obviously, and getting out of the way in particular of your next best step of you making a pivot, of you making a change. And so I know that having faith can certainly make a difference in a good way, but has it ever been a problem in what you do? Um, it was only a problem when I was in network marketing years ago because uh, we were taught don't talk about God and Jesus in front of the room because you know there were people that were not religious or whatever, and so that was back then. But now I I don't really have a problem with it. I think that the charismatic salesperson in me, like I understand that all of my audience is not going to be Jesus. It's not some some could be Muslim mm-hmm. or Hindu or what have you. And so I make it very clear, this is who I am. This is who I serve. But if you're not with that, that's okay. Do your thing. And right. so oftentimes I'll consult with, I wouldn't say witches, but I'll consult with people that that are not, they kind of go against what I, <laughs> I just do. realized you said not witches. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it could be, but it's like, we don't, you yeah. know. But I like consult with all types of people, like astrologers and new age practices and all that. Because it's like, hey, if you don't want that, that's cool. Let me help you with what you're building. And mm-hmm. I know that God, like one of the things God told me, he was just like, well, it's your kindness. It's God's kindness that leads people to repentance. And so mm-hmm. my job is to be kind and do what God's called me to. And God's going to do whatever he does. So I plant a seed, but the seed mm-hmm. may not be Jesus. It could be whatever else, you know, it could just be me being mm-hmm. me, a different type of Christian. Mm, okay. Okay. Would you say that you, because of your faith, you've attracted more people of faith? Absolutely. And that's not like my goal, but I have found myself on like podcast interviews. Like I was being interviewed by one of the biggest podcasters that it was on my dream list. And before he hit the recording, he said, you're a Christian, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, oh, me too. He's like, I love how you show up online. And I was like, Oh, mm. it's a reminder mm-hmm. of just keep being you because people are attracted to it, whether they say it or not. Right, right. Okay, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about pivoting. And <laughs> I use that word somewhat hesitantly. I like the word, but it's been used a lot. I, I think we can agree to that, and especially in 2020. I, I want to talk about even before 2020, 
how did you pivot? Because I, I would think you, you being where you are now and having a, a multiple six-figure, possibly seven-figure business and have helped the people that you have helped, that you've made a few possibly pivots along the way. So to talk to us about that, even pre-2020 and pre-COVID. For sure. So for many years, I had a uh, a company called Return of the Curls, which was a trade show event that I was I remember seeing, seeing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And we would uh, host a natural hair shows at convention centers. And that was an amazing time. But in that time, I got married. And shortly after, I found that my ex was cheating. And so I had to make the decision to leave him. And so in that, it was like, I'm a basket case. So I really don't have anything to offer with putting all these events on. And so not only I had to quote unquote pivot from the marriage, pivot from the uh, from the business, but I had to get a job. I had to get a job again after being an entrepreneur for many years because I couldn't be wearing 10 hats and being a basket case. I could only wear mm-hmm. one hat. And that mm-hmm. one hat was having a job, you know? So that was like, that was probably my biggest pivot. And then after I went through the healing, then I started a business again and then, you know, quit the job. That was huge for me though. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I can imagine that that's, that's dealing with a, <laughs> with a lot. Um, all right. So let, let's fast forward to 2020 to yeah. share with us a way that, you and maybe you didn't. I, I don't want to assume, but if you did, a way that you pivoted in your business as well as did you help a client pivot? For sure. So right before 2020 hit, I heard God tell me to to add prophetic consulting to my business mix, where people would hire me and we would we would pray and talk to God, and He would help a person like get extremely clear on their direction of their path. And extremely clear on their business. And so if okay. they heard, then they, like if they heard him directly themselves, and then I added to what I was hearing, that changed a person's complete, that complete direction in their lives. And so once 2020 hit, we came into a place where I had to, like, um, I was working from home, but I had rented a house here in California and I had some students living with me because they were at the school out here. Well, with COVID, they all ended up coming into the house and I had to go out of the house and I Mm -hmm. had to like have this expansion of home business to office space. And in the midst of that, him saying, I want you to go and build your business on TikTok. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you talking about? In the Mm -hmm. midst of all the things you're like, get onto TikTok. And Mm -hmm. as a result of doing it, of course we blew up and I started having all of these like interviews. And I was on a, uh, on a podcast with Shalene Johnson and someone heard the podcast and she had just lost her job because of COVID as a fitness instructor. She yeah. heard me teaching all the things about uh, TikTok and she listened to me. She believed me. She got on the TikTok and she went from zero to 500,000 followers in six months and made six figures from my pivot to her pivot. <sighs> okay. So first of all, let's deal with prophetic consulting. And I want you guys to really hear those, those of you listening, 
And, and this is why I also say sometimes you need to go back and re-listen. You need to listen to the replay because you may miss something. So those of you who say, and those of you of faith, because this is not just for people who are kind of seeking God. I hear in, in Kenya, maybe you experience this as well. I, I have people who are been of faith for a while, been walking with God for a while, who say, I, but I don't know really when God is speaking to me, or I don't hear God. And I mean, that that's kind of a whole other conversation. But I just want you guys to know, just to even get the download prophetic consulting, that's probably a God idea. That's not just something you hear or you come across every day. And so, and then to have results like that, to be, be able to help someone go from zero to half a million. Don't, don't, don't get, I don't want that number to be lost on you. Half a million followers in six months. Yeah. That I think that was inspired. (laughs) It's been incredible. Like, I was used to hearing God for myself, not for other people. Mm-hmm. But when I get on these calls with people and I'm saying these things and I hear them breaking down crying, I'm like, I don't know these people. Like they just booked mm-hmm. a call and to listen to them have this encounter, like, and it's just been incredible to just watch people's businesses just take a, a complete turn and just explode from choosing to say, okay, God, I'll do prophetic consulting, even though I feel like the whole world is going to blackball me for doing this. It actually didn't black mm. It gave me way more opportunities. It's been, it's been incredible. So why did you, why did you think initially that you'd be blackballed because of that? Um, I think that because when you talk about people paying for consulting that uh, with God, like a lot of times people don't understand that God gives you gifts and talents and it doesn't mm. mean that you have to give all this stuff away for free. And so right. I don't believe in praying and paying people, you know, people paying me for prayer. Right. Um, but when I thought about like, okay, I'm going to consult you in your business through prophetic consulting. I, my audience wasn't used to hearing me talk like that. My audience wasn't used to hearing mm. me say, I hear God and mm-hmm. I can hear God for you. And so I was just like, uh, I don't know how they're going to take it. But I realized that they already kind of knew something was up with me before I even knew that it was there. Mm, okay. Okay. Oh, good stuff. So let's, let's shift a, a, a bit and talk about, I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier, you know, getting in your own way. What, what is an example of how you've gotten in your own way and you've overcome it? Because I know you may still get in your own way occasionally. I, I know I, I, I'm convinced I'm not the only one, no. <laughs> but let's talk about a way that you've You've overcome that. That's no longer really an issue. For sure. So I would definitely say, as it pertains to my ex-husband, I'm not mad at him and I'm not, I don't want to sound like he was Mm. the the worst, but when I met him, I was in a good place with my life and all that, Mm. but I wasn't in a good place with my self-esteem, how I really felt about Mm. myself. And so the, the, who I am today, like mentally and emotionally, there's no way I would even look his way because how I feel about myself is different. But back then when I was in my late twenties, like 
I'm a very strong person, very like, you know, you know how I am, just very, you know, whatever. And so most men were intimidated by me or just would not pursue. And so he was finally somebody who saw it, wanted <laughs> yeah. it, and all the things. And I was like, hold on to them for their life, you know. Mm-hmm. But even though I knew there were so many warning signs, like while we were dating, while we were engaged, it was all this stuff. But I'm like, I wanted what I wanted and I wanted him. And I ended up going Ooh. from mm-hmm, I ended up going from $60,000 a year to $20,000, miserable in this marriage. And I'm like, the only way I would have, I had never even thought about leaving him, but the only way I would have left him was through cheating. And it was kind of like, well, I'm glad he did because, you know, it's like, wow, it sounds bad to say, but it's like, I never would have, I would have just prayed faster, prayed faster and all that. But yeah. Wow. Okay. So that sounds like a serious shift. (laughs) For sure. So that, yeah, that, and, and, and the other thing really interesting, what you said is that you probably would not have left him unless it was for cheating. And then that, because, and I think that's important too, because people often think, and again, including people of faith that going through difficult things, having challenges, having trials, disruption, we often associate it with being a bad thing. And sometimes on the surface it it is, (laughs) or it, it doesn't feel good, but can really be. Hey, did you know that LinkedIn is one of the top five sites indexed to Google? Rachel, what does that mean? Well, what that means is your LinkedIn content, in particular, your LinkedIn profile, tends to rank pretty high on Google, often higher than Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and some of these other places where you probably hang out online. If you're in business, if you're a marketer, if you are a business working with other businesses, if you're an expert, a service provider, if you're looking to connect with corporate clients, professionals, not only should you be on LinkedIn, you should be maximizing LinkedIn. It should be a key part of your marketing strategy. And if that's not the case, we should probably connect. Find out more about Brand Breakthrough with LinkedIn by sending us an email at info at swagstrategy.com. That's info at swagstrategy.com. And of course, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn at Rachel Wilson Thibodeau. Now, back to the show. blessings in disguise and a pathway to something way better. So for you to even have that outlook on it, I think is, is pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, who I am today, I'm drastically different than who I was. Like if him and I had a conversation today, he would know who I was like Mm. until he cheated. I didn't really know what grace and mercy was. I didn't know what it was and how to extend it to others. And I had to learn how to forgive a person who never apologized. You know, um, I had to go on my own journey of going like, what is going on with me? In what ways in this marriage relationship was I, that I failed him? He cheated, that's on him. Mm-hmm. But like, what areas of, of me could I have been better? Then it was like, what caused me to choose him? What happened in my childhood? What was I missing? Like all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And without that moment with him, there's no way I would have looked at me and all the things and then all the creativity that had been like dormant for years that mm-hmm. wouldn't have come, come alive. And now it's alive. And I'm like, you know, shouting from the rooftop. 
<laughs> oh, okay. All right. Y'all, I'm again, now I hope you're not missing this. You you may need to go back and, and re-listen because that that was wow. Okay, okay. So let's let's switch gears again and, and let's talk about this TikTok <laughs> phenomenon <laughs> that, that you have you have become. And and this is what I, I kind of already know this, Kenya, from listening to you, but but for my, my audience out there, what kind of even got you started on TikTok and 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 what convinced you that this was the way to go because I happen to know, and again, because of your transparency, you have shared that that you are, I don't think you're 40 yet. You don't look like, you don't look 35, but you. <laughs> I know that you're close to 40. Now I am over 40 and I, I happen to know that people around our age and some even younger <laughs> are not really feeling TikTok or thinking, mm-hmm. you know, that's for millennials and, and Gen Z and and I don't, you know, it's a bunch of dancing and, and have, you know, have all these preconceived notions. And so what did it for you to get you on TikTok? I spend time with him every day and I'm always asking him for creative business strategy. Mm-hmm. And one day I heard him tell me to get onto TikTok. I thought it was the most insane thing. It made no <laughs> sense to me whatsoever, okay. but I did. And I felt like he told me initially, get on TikTok because you're filled with fear because of the pandemic. And that platform is going to make you feel happy, but you carry a lot of joy and you're going to make other people feel happy. And so I initially okay. got on for that reason. And as I kept creating content over a week, two weeks, three weeks, I started to see business owners actually on there, like me, like the same thing I was doing mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook, they were doing it on mm-hmm. TikTok. And then it clicked, oh, I wonder if God is telling me to do this because he wants me to be on the front end of this trend. And so, of course, the whole world was like, TikTok's going to be banned and all this stuff. But I yeah. was like, I'm used to hearing God. And I think I heard him. If I get it wrong, great. I'll have 100,000 followers on TikTok. And then that's you know what I just heard wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I get it right, <laughs> I could be on the front of something that I'm, I don't understand. Mm, okay. Okay. And so in, in the beginning, what, what, how was it? Did, did you make a few mistakes? Did you get on and do some videos and, and no one said anything like talk, talk about that because people who are, you know, like social media influence real social media influencers and real has a real influence and, and power sometimes we don't hear about the beginning and the mistakes and and so how was it like the first two to three weeks on TikTok? Um, I mean I was like a like a 90 year old person trying to use TikTok for the first time. It was you say 90 year old person? Yeah you know I had no idea what I was doing. I mean it was all these buttons all these things were happening. Like if you if you scroll all the way down to the beginning of my TikTok, you'll say, oh, wow, these are awful. And I just left them there because it was, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I just had to like learn. I was on YouTube watching this and watching that. I was, I was trying to do all these things. And I almost gave up many, many, many times because I felt defeated. And then I finally talked to myself and said, no, you are going to learn this. Don't be defeated. The same way you learned how to, create, edit, and launch a podcast, you can learn TikTok. You're not old. And I had to like push myself. Mm. 
Yeah, that is that is very important, too, because I, I'm sure you encounter people who and I, I work with a lot of women. And so I, I really <laughs> get the whole I'm just the whole technology block and fear. And I, I what if no one is there? What if no one listens? No one responds? I mean, it's all all this this stuff, really crap that we tell ourselves and allow uh, to hold us back, essentially. And you're just a reminder that, and going back to the, the perfection conversation, that it's not going to be perfect. So just kind of get that out your mind anyway. But mm-hmm. if you stick with it, you can work through the bumps and then you may end up with uh, 400,000 or more followers. So <laughs> Nobody started anything that was great when they first started. Nobody. And if we wait for the moment when we're going to be perfect, we'll never get started. Right. Absolutely. So talk to us about how TikTok plays into video marketing, because I know that is a focus for you. You you focus on video marketing in terms of, of brand building. How, in, I mean, I, I, I again, I kind of know this, <laughs> but for the sake of my audience, how has TikTok impacted your own video marketing and where do you see it going? And in relation to the other video platforms, you know, TikTok versus YouTube, TikTok versus possibly Instagram or, or something else, live streaming or something. For sure. I'm a vulnerable person, like I, I share, but mm-hmm. there was an aspect of me that was in a box so that like you would normally see me move my hips or dance or be goofy like mm-hmm. because it, like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube didn't call for it but TikTok gave me the unconscious permission to be all aspects of myself and so mm. when I started to create fun creative entertaining type pieces of content that caused me to end up sharing a lot of that stuff on Facebook and on Instagram and even on YouTube and what has happened with my audience is my audience is like wow look at you go we didn't know we didn't know all these sides of you right but it has also given my my audience permission to do the exact same thing and Mm -hmm. it also has caused them to to inbox me and basically say hey I don't even have confidence to be on video and Mm -hmm. then it recently clicked Kenya Yes, you help with branding, but you really help with video marketing and confidence. And so like at the end of 2020, like I I heard the Lord tell me, like, stop focusing on brand design. I need you to focus on branding and video marketing. And so Mm -hmm. we are now Mm -hmm. trying to help people more with branding and video marketing. um, And that's what people are now hiring us for. Mm. Okay. So there, there were a few key things there. So I love that you said TikTok has really helped you kind of show all aspects of yourself because I, I, I don't know about you to, and, and tell me what you think. I mean, I think often that's something missing in business and, and with leaders and influencers that, and I know you have to be careful with that and people don't want to, you know, just tell it necessarily show everything, but they're still coming with just a part of them and often a small part of them versus kind of all aspects and all aspects doesn't mean, you know, that you're, you're um, sharing every single thing that happened to you every part of the day, but you're bringing all of yourself, all of the creativity, all of the, the skill set. And you said that the other platforms doesn't really require that. Now, 
what do you say to someone though who hears that and that is very frightening and that's and it's like I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> for all aspects of myself. You don't have to tell everybody everything. You don't have to show them everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's many aspects of Kenya that it that will never go on TikTok or never mm-hmm. go on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like if I like I was like if somebody was gonna hire me or come to a live event, they were gonna see all of this anyway. Like if you play a certain music or whatever, that part of me was gonna come out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of like what you were saying. Like we fear our bosses, or when we see our boss, or it's like when you uh, when you were in school. And you saw your teacher out. You're like, that's Miss Johnson. And it felt so weird and awkward that she actually eats, that she actually goes <laughs> on dates or whatever. And it's because yeah. we've attached this, like, this is this person here. We're never supposed to experience them here. Um, but I feel like that if a person allows themselves to, one, forget people, but like other people, but like when you start coming out of a box, you realize how much of boxes you actually are in. You realize mm-hmm. how stuffy you are, you know, mm-hmm. what you are allowing and not allowing, what you are like, especially like if you're married or have a significant other, like they're missing aspects of your personality because you're, you've been yeah. so... It's like a military person. I love the military, but if it's training them to be stone cold killers, then it's hard for them to come home and be emotional creatures with their mm. kids, their animals mm-hmm. and whatever. And so, and we're in a time where we're trying to, yes, make money, but you're trying to connect with people. And one of the best ways to connect with people is allowing them to see aspects of yourself. Now I wouldn't expect that, um, that uh, Bill Gates was come on TikTok and do the renegade. I wouldn't expect that, you know, but it, it would be nice to see Bill that Gates. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, but it's nice to just see another aspect of someone. That's like I was watching, and I'm not political. I don't care, Democrat or Republican, but I was watching, like, I saw something where I think Joe Biden, President Biden and his wife and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris were like, they were in the the Oval Office, I think, and they were watching Mm -hmm. Demi Lovato and the video. And over to the side, you could see, you know, uh, Harris, you could see her, like, you could see her dancing, but you could see moving in the way that as African-Americans that we're used to, that's how we move. And it was like in that moment, like when I, I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, duh, she's human, you know, mm-hmm. like she's human. And so it reminds me of also when, what's his name? Um, when, uh, when Donald Trump, when he was campaigning and people saw him dancing, whether you like him or not, it was like, oh, he, he dances, you know, yeah. and it's like it, <laughs> it kind of made him, whether you love him or not, it made him more human. Um, yeah. And it's the same that it happens with us when we allow aspects of our personality to come out our audience is able to connect with us even more. We just get fear that, oh, this is going to happen if I open up. And it's like, no, actually, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. This is going to happen, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and you guys, you you should check out Kenya's TikToks because she does have some moves. She, she you know, she, she's got some. And that, <laughs> that is another reason I thought that TikTok really might be a good fit for me because as I have often said, I am prone to breaking out in song and or dance at any given time. So I, I'm just <laughs> just saying. Okay. So you have already, you know, touched on your, your business and where you are now. Tell us more about where you are in your business, who you you work with and the the services, the, the key services that you you offer. 
For sure. What we're focusing on now is helping high performers uh, build their businesses using video, whether that means you're creating long form video on YouTube or short videos for TikTok or Instagram reels and, and showing them how to use it to make more money in their businesses. Okay. Okay. Now I, I'm, I'm going to push you a, a bit more. Define a high performer. Yeah. Someone who is, has a business and is willing to do what it takes. Meaning like one of my newest clients, she'd been with us for two weeks. I told her, this is what you need to do on TikTok every single day. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Do mm-hmm. three to five videos for us to get you to 10,000 followers quick. She did exactly what I said, right? She may have mm-hmm. challenged me. I don't know about this, but she was moving and she was just doing whatever I was telling her to do. And in 13 days, she gained 20,000 followers. And so a high performer is someone that that's not like, oh, I don't no, I don't feel comfortable. But if someone that says, mm. okay, I, I value you. I think you know what you're talking about. I'll do what you say and and then and we'll actually do it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now so not financially, their actions. Yes. And what Kenya just said or what she just described is also a matter of really knowing your person or your ideal client, your dream client, however you define it. But notice she went beyond demographics. She didn't start talking about just age and income and and not to say that those things don't matter, but you really have to peel back the layers and get to know who this person is, what makes them tick and how uh, they're going to be a really good fit for what you have to offer. So that's that's big, too. Okay, so Kenya, before before I let you go, of course, now I, I know you can't share all the all the sauce, but share two to three strategies that folks out there, high performers, people who want to maximize TikTok, who, who are uh, at least open to it and are like, okay, I, I think I want to do this, share a couple of strategies with them to to for them to get better results or to even get started. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the number one thing I would say is do the trends. Like if you, when you're on the for you page, there's two pages on TikTok, the following page, the people you're following, and then the for you page, which is the page where TikTok is posting content out to you. Uh, follow the trends. If you're seeing something over and over and over in your feed, do the trend. Now, if it's someone they're dancing and twerking or whatever, and it doesn't match with your brand, then don't twerk, but do the trend. Because whenever you're doing trends, that have that same sound, people are used to watching to see how you're going to do the trend, right? And so oftentimes I will take a teenage trend and flip it to a business trend and and the, the video will still perform very well because it's trend. It's the sound is trending. The second thing I would say is, is that, you know, you don't want to use hashtags like, uh, you want to use niched hashtags, meaning If you're creating a video about human resources or it's about natural hair care, don't go and use hot hashtags of the day that have nothing to do with your video. Because Mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell hair care products, then you need to you need to target people that are looking for what you have. So let's just say you're helping people with moisture in their hair. Then you want to use hashtag like moisturized hair, hair moisturizer. So that way the people on TikTok that are looking for what it is you're putting out that your video is targeting them. Um, Because a lot of times people will use for you page or whatever to try to get their video boosted. But what they Mm -hmm. really want is to get their video in front of their target audience. Okay. The last thing that I would say is post frequently. Um, If someone Mm -hmm. is saying, I want to grow my account super fast, then I would say post four 
four to eight videos a day. And the average person will say, that's a lot of videos. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about 15 seconds, right? Because that's yeah. the, like, max is it's 60 seconds, but we encourage seven to 15 seconds. 15 seconds, eight of those is like less than two minutes, right? right. Whereas right. oftentimes we'll teach for an hour on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. If you're just doing eight pieces a day, you're going to find yourself growing super, super, super fast. That's how we got to 400,000 mm. a year. Natalie got to 20,000 in two weeks. I guarantee she's going to surpass me. I guarantee she is because now I know the strategies and I'm teaching it to her. Mm, very interesting. Okay. And it sounds like the, the whole thing with the niche hashtags, that that's kind of similar to say Instagram. I mean, that you don't want, you don't want your hashtags to be too broad. And so again, it speaks to really knowing who you're going after, who you're targeting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We, we may have to have you back on Kenya Kelly because there, there are some things we didn't even get to. Uh, <laughs> but just before you leave, share everyone or before we wrap this up, share with everyone how they can connect with you, anything you're excited about or, or anything else you want to share. For sure. For sure. You, guys, you can connect with me on my website, which is kellycom I spend a lot of time on Instagram and all of my social medias. Uh, is Kenya Kelly. Uh, the thing that I'm most excited about is helping more high performers grow on TikTok because TikTok is about to explode and I, I want people to jump on it as soon as they can. So we have courses and things like that to help people. Okay. All right. Wonderful. And I happen to know you are also on Clubhouse as well. Yeah. All right. So you guys, you can you can find her there also. Every day. Oh. <laughs> So thank you so much for hanging out. I, I knew you you would provide a lot of value and and more than value. I, I, I've been having this thing lately with with value because that's another one of those words that we just use a lot. Um, I, I think it goes beyond value. I mean, you you have really given us some things to think about and from different perspectives. A a lot of my audience are also people of faith because I'm a person of faith, a Christian and unapologetically so. And wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about some things you, you said there. So, uh, (laughs) thank you so much. So for those of you, if you have not already done so, I invite you to subscribe and review. Reviews matter. We certainly appreciate that. Now, of course, I would prefer if it's a great review and if you you love the podcast, if you think it sucks, then I prefer you just kind of share that with me. My, my DMs are open. You know, I may not agree. I may or may not agree, but I'm open. OK, I'm open to the feedback and don't keep this all to yourself. If you have found value, if this has helped you, by all means, share, share, share. Tell someone, tell your friend, tell your homie, tell your significant other tell your significant mother, tell a mentor, tell a mentee, tell someone who wants to be free. Yes, I will keep saying I have bars in 2021 too, okay? Tell someone about Project Get Out Your Own Way podcast. Until next time, this has been Rachel Wilson Thibodeau with Kenya Kelly. Take care and take some action.